Hi, everybody. Fox Nomad here. And today I want to help you travel smarter by sharing a recent episode of the Fox Nomad podcast with you. But first, if you're not already, make sure that you're subscribed to the channel and let's get started. My guest today is Allie Pennington. She is a historian at the Alcatraz East Crime Museum, where they've opened up an exhibit on a small topic, not very complicated that you might have heard of, called the JFK Conspiracy. We talk about what it's like researching for the exhibit, what some of the most common theories are, what some of the more bizarre theories are, and why the JFK Conspiracy has persisted until this day. Hi, Ali. Thanks again for being on the podcast. Um, I'm really excited to talk to you. Since you mentioned it the last time, we were talking about Bonnie and Clyde, but now we're talking about JFK conspiracy theories. Um, yeah. It's a pretty broad topic. Uh, I feel like, <laughs> you know, when you think of conspiracies, you think of UFOs and JFK. Mm -hmm. Those are the, the the top ones. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> so why has, I guess we'll start with why has the JFK conspiracy captivated us? And also, what are the conspiracy theories? Like, what, what's behind it? Yeah. So I think in general, because of the climate of the time of the JFK assassination, along with just, I think, the American ability to hold on to a conspiracy, I think, um, is a big reason why the Kennedy assassination remains such a prominent conspiracy theory driven piece of history um you know they do gallup polls every once in a while and they've done a number of them since the kennedy assassination just asking the general public like do you believe that lee harvey oswald was who killed kennedy and most of them say that over half of americans do not believe that official warren report decision on the kennedy assassination and so i think that with as many players as there were who had something to gain from Kennedy's death. That I think is a big reason why, you know, the Kennedy assassination remains sort of that very conspiracy driven event. Cause if you think about it, there are so many different conspiracies. There's no way that we could even attempt to cover all of them <laughs> in one podcast or even a year's worth of podcasts. There's so much to this topic, but if even just you know, hitting the big points like Lyndon B. Johnson, his vice president, was inaugurated as the president of the United States just hours after Kennedy's death. And, you know, J. Edgar Hoover from the FBI never got along with the Kennedy family. Um, and really, JFK was pushing for more control over the FBI, and Hoover didn't want that. So it's like even just those two alone stood to gain so much from Kennedy's death. And so I think all of that wrapped up into one is why this event in particular stands out so much, and we continue to study it to this day. And I, I, it's interesting that you bring up what a, I, I guess in hindsight kind of controversial figure JFK was or not, maybe not controversial but but I, I do you think the conspiracies would take place if this had been another president for example you know someone maybe had a different you know family history and so on I don't know I think I think you're right Kennedy is not necessarily a controversial figure but there were a lot of scandals in his life um and there were controversies over a lot of his decisions as a president and, and some of the things that he did as a president. Um, I think that his family background 
does not help the fact that there are so many conspiracies. But I mean, it's hard to to really say if it if it was a different president, if there would be as much conspiracy behind the assassination. It, it's really difficult to say. So I guess let's start with what are the basic facts of what happened that day? And then what are the conspiracies? You know, where does yeah. that begin to deviate? So what we know for sure is that on November 22nd, 1963, John F. Kennedy and um, a number of like his people, the Texas governor and everything, they were doing a motorcade through the city of Dallas. Um and as they were driving through the motorcade, they round a corner um, into Dealey Plaza. <laughs> and when they passed through there, there were a number of shots fired. And, and how many shots that we, you know, is one of the things that is hotly contested among theorists. But there was a fatal headshot that hit John F. Kennedy, and he died in a hospital a few hours later. Not even an hour and a half or so, I think. So we don't know a whole lot for sure. What the Warren report says is that Lee Harvey Oswald, who was a Texas school book depository employee, placed himself in the sixth floor window that overlooked Dealey Plaza. And the presidential motorcade route was published in the local papers so that people would know where to line up around um Dallas. And so he knew that it was going to pass through that little intersection there. And just after 12.30 p.m., Kennedy and his wife, the Texas governor, John Connolly, and his wife, Nellie, were all riding in an open convertible through the plaza. And according to the Warren report, Oswald shot three bullets from his rifle. The first went through Kennedy's neck. Um, the second one missed, and the third was the fatal headshot. And so in their mind, Lee Harvey Oswald is the lone assassin of the 35th president. So yeah. mm -hmm. that's okay. the official story. <laughs> and I've, I've been to the museum uh, in Dallas where you can go up to the, the, the window and see mm -hmm. kind of where the, the, the shot was taken from. How, you know, I, I think a lot of the conspiracies talk about how difficult a shot, like the logistics of that, like, how did he get up there? Was it an apartment building or was it an office building? And would that kind of, you know, shooting be possible with the gun at the time? I mean, you know, yeah. is it such a, so difficult that, yeah. There have been a lot of people who have tested that theory and the results have kind of been all over the place. Um, it would be a difficult shot because I, I if I remember correctly, it's like through a tree um, and basically you're trying to hit a moving target. Um, it, it's not an easy shot to make. Um, and a lot of where the questions come from is the fact that from that window, you would be shooting at Kennedy's back. And when you watch films, specifically the Zapruder film, which is one of the most infamous films that it was taken that day by Abraham Zapruder, um, his head goes back and to the left, which would not be the trajectory of a bullet coming from the Texas School Book Depository. And so it it's... there. There's so many questions and so many different, you know, angles that can 
come up with this, but it, it would be a difficult shot. And I think everyone who has tested that theory agrees that yes, it is a possible shot. Like for sure it can be made, but the likelihood that that shot was the fatal head wound from there is where those questions arise. It's like, okay, but that's not the trajectory of his head. And if his head's going backwards, it's more likely he was shot from the front, um, which is pretty much what in 1979, I believe it was, there was a select committee on assassinations that were tasked with looking into the Kennedy assassination and the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. Um, and they concluded that there was enough evidence to support that there is a conspiracy behind Kennedy's death, that Oswald was not the lone shooter. Um, but they were unable to name who this you know, mysterious other party would be, or, or if it was one other person or two or a whole, you know, group of people who coordinated this attack and so there has been that statement that says yet yeah, there, there's enough evidence here to support yes there's probably a conspiracy behind this but we just don't really know who we don't have the evidence to say this is who this other participant is and and was lee harvey oswald was he someone who was like you know a trained shooter you know just going on what we know if yeah. it's possible is he you know, was he training for something like this? And he... I didn't understand. Science um, with weaponry, but there's also that question of the likelihood that he was able to make that shot is is not totally there. So um, when he was in the military, he worked, I believe, as um, more of like a data type analyst, I believe. Um, but yeah, so he was not an expert marksman that we know of. Okay. So again, leading a little bit to the the, the theories that there was another shooter, perhaps, uh, yeah. or it was just a very, very small likelihood and, mm -hmm. you know, and... and the small percentage happened to work out. It was not probable, but, right. um, and I think what's really interesting uh, is what happens to the Harvey Oswald, like immediate, almost immediately after, yeah. which is one of the most bizarre things I think in recent history. Uh, maybe, you know, we could talk about a little bit what happens to him, you know? Yeah. So he fires the shots. Mm -hmm. um, and how long does it take before he's captured? It's a couple of hours before he is captured, and when he's first arrested, he's actually arrested for the murder of a Dallas patrolman named J.D. Tippett, um, and that is what he is initially brought in for. He's apprehended in a movie theater, um, and they, you know, have, there's a bit of a scuffle and then they bring him into the Dallas police station. And eventually, you know, after a few hours of interrogation, he's also charged with, you know, the president's assassination. Um, I think the fact that as he's being led out of the police headquarters, Jack Ruby um, kind of bursts out of a crowd and shoots Oswald and Oswald dies in the same hospital that JFK did just you know a day earlier or two days earlier and so the fact that oswald was never put on trial we don't have the formal 
side of the story from him. I think that also plays a lot into these conspiracy theories because, you know, you've got this person who supposedly killed the president of the United States who is getting led away to to prison and all of a sudden he's dead without a trial. Um, And so that really plays into the whole, we don't have his side of the story. He was never put on the stand to be questioned. He was never brought to trial or military tribunal or anything of that nature. Um, And so we, we just don't know, like, we don't know what his motivation would have been. Like it's, there's so much we don't know about Oswald (laughs) that it's hard to believe that his death was not planned because <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's interesting that this controversial event then is made even more controversial because the shooter is dead and it, it's just a lot. There's so much to unpack with the Kennedy assassination. Yeah. I mean, all the things that you mentioned about the actual shooting uh, Lee Harvey Oswald having a very, I would say, weird, just sort of background. I mean, it 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 reads like it doesn't seem real. Um, who has this very checkered past, and you know, there's a lot there. And then Ruby shooting him. What happens to Ruby? That's the first person I guess you would look at, right? Right. So Ruby was a pretty notorious figure in Dallas. Um, He owned a a series of nightclubs that um, were often linked to mob activity. (laughs) And so, or at least, at the very least, like illegal gambling and things like that. Um, And so Ruby always claimed he did survive and was taken into custody and, and everything. Ruby always claimed that he was a huge Kennedy fan. Like he was a a proud supporter of the Kennedy party and that he was so angry that this man had killed Kennedy, that that's why he felt that he needed to go and kill him. Um, And so Ruby is brought to trial. um, And then the first trial goes awry and and he dies of cancer before the second one can continue on. Um, And so, (laughs) you know, even that is, is a bit odd too. And it's, there's a lot of questions like how did, Ruby get into the basement of the police station with a gun. How did this whole group of police officers not, you know, recognize that bringing Oswald out into a crowd of people could be dangerous for him? So a lot of it seems kind of like a setup. You're right. It reads like a novel. You've got, you know, a bunch of people with some shady pasts. You've got a high political figure who's been assassinated. And then the assassin gets assassinated as well. And it really reads like a detective novel. And unfortunately, we may never really know what happened during the Kennedy assassination. It is a possibility. Which is very fertile ground for a conspiracy when you know that you will not ever really know. I mean, probably the people who were alive at the time are very old now you know the, the people who are there or you know they've passed on um and we don't hear again from ruby we don't really get much information it, it seems very odd um so we have all of these parts and it leads us to a lot of questions how and and the public doesn't believe it do you think this is a conspiracy 
I guess I'll start with asking, what are some of the conspiracies? Maybe I should start there. Yeah. So, I mean, there are a whole host of conspiracy theories. Um, and they involve everything from the mob to um, the CIA, um, intergovernment coordination between different branches and different functions. Um, we've got foreign enemies because like the political climate of the time the nation was very divided um you're looking at 1963 so it's in the heat of the civil rights movement and kennedy and the kennedy administration was very vocal about pushing forward pro-civil rights legislature and, and sort of you know desegregation and all of these things he had worked with a lot of these civil rights activists and so the other half of that is that there were also anti-civil rights activists who would have been against kennedy and against everything that the kennedy administration was trying to push through you've got um theories that the secret service killed jfk and and you know the people who have been hired to protect him firing the fatal shot you've got theories that it was an accident and that you know a secret service member's gun accidentally went off and shot the president you've got so many different players that could have been possible um and i think the fact that there are so many is a testament to the fact that we will never know <laughs> what exactly happened in the jfk assassination um, my, the one that seems to reign true to most people is that it was kind of a combination of Lyndon B. Johnson, the FBI and the CIA is one of the most predominant theories that I have found. Um, basically Lyndon B. Johnson and J. Edgar Hoover kind of coordinated the Kennedy assassination and then had a CIA operative carry it out. That's one of the most predominant theories at this time. Interesting. Yeah. So I'll tell you, you know, one theory that I read um, in a book called The Five Families. It's about yep. the five, uh, maybe, yeah. Um, I've read it. Yeah. It's a great book. Yeah. It's it's absolutely fascinating. It's the history of the the five major mob families in, in based in New York. Right. And there is a part where, so the guy, <laughs> it's been a while, but I, I think the guy writing the book had some connection or something, and there's a, a mob boss there, who who's on his deathbed says, "We killed JFK. It was us, or you know that crime family." And there are all these little connections to New Orleans and Chicago, like all these little things, and it it really made me wonder. I was like, "Wow, you know that that was the first time that I thought maybe maybe there, you know." So I I always found that one really fascinating. Why would someone lie? right before they're going to die, you know, their last mm -hmm. words, why would it be, it, it, you know, it could be legacy, it could be, you know, they're out of it, you know, all kinds of things. But I thought that one was very interesting. Yeah, I've, I've read that one as well. Um, there are earlier in JFK's career, right, when he was starting to work up to going to be the president, um, when he was first starting his political career, his father, um, actually had some ties to the mob. And so there were conspiracies when he started his political career that the mob had helped JFK get into the presidency. The other thing that I think 
plays into that theory of potentially, you know, the American mob having taken down JFK is that the Kennedy administration was opposed to organized crime, spearheaded by his brother, Robert Kennedy. Um, They started working on legislature to take down organized crime and, and to limit the business that they could do. And so I think all of that wrapped together makes that theory I, it's it's a viable theory for sure which is the problem with the kennedy assassination is that every theory that seems to come up for the most part there are some that are a little more out there that it's like okay we've got this evidence here here and here which disproves that one um but for the most part the major theories that you see are all like yep that is a viable theory it is a possibility and you turn to the next one and it's the exact same way and so i we will never know what happened with the kennedy assassination i resigned myself to never actually knowing it it took a while to get there as i was researching for this exhibit i'm like no we're gonna figure it out no it's never gonna happen it's never gonna happen (laughs) but and it's it's unusual too that his brother is also assassinated right i mean Mm -hmm. That's so, it just, I mean, in the 60s, there are these high profile assassinations, you know, the Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, like you mentioned, and then, you know, there's, those are another set of what really happened, who was really behind it, and so on. But I, th- I think you bring up a good point, is that there are so many people involved and connected, if it, if it is a conspiracy, that figuring out exactly what happened would be impossible, even if you could get interviews with all of the people who would have been involved. I'm not sure even that would bring you, if you could bring all these people back to life and, and ask, right? Like as, as someone who's researched this for the exhibit, how do you start trying to connect the dots, which a lot of people have connected in different ways? Yeah. So for our exhibit, we wanted to focus on more of the why um, these conspiracies exist. So it is very much less about us getting to that conclusion and saying, this is who killed Kennedy. And it's more about saying, here are some of the options of who could have been involved. Here is why these conspiracies still exist 60 years later. And here are some of the pieces that may help someone put it together. But we frame it in a way where patrons can then come in and make their own opinions, which is exactly how conspiracy theories continue on. You get new ideas, you get new people who are getting their hands on these things and looking into all of it. And so we don't want, when people come to visit, we don't want people to come in and be like, well, clearly they think this person did it, or clearly like they're subscribing to you know this version of events. We want them to see, here are your options. These are all of the things that play into Kennedy's assassination that we know, that we can say with some amount of confidence, what's your opinion? What's your theory? That's how we have framed this exhibit. And... And I, I think uh, you 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 kind of alluded to the fact that there is no one thing. Like if we could find that one thing, we would know everything, right? There's there's not that you know simple someone making a confession, which wouldn't be much, or, or or a document or something that would pop up. But you know, at the same time, people are also really bad at keeping secrets, and and the governments, you know, things get out, people talk. 
why do you think, or maybe I'm wrong, maybe there is a lot of information and that's what makes it very difficult to figure out what really happened? Or do you think this, if this is a conspiracy, people would be able to keep it a secret for so long? It's been so many years now. I think... That's hard. There, there is no one thing. That's a hard question, though. <laughs> um, I, I think that if we look at just how many pieces of information there are about the Kennedy assassination, that even if you, you're, you're exactly right. Even if you put them all together or, or have interviews with all of these people who were there that day, who could have been involved. I don't think that it will ever come out on the other end saying, yes, this is exactly what happened. Um, I think in some ways it, it seems very guarded by the government. Um, they Maybe they don't want us to know. And I think that is it plays into a lot of these conspiracies that it, it had to be someone in the government who had organized and coordinated all of this because, you know, 60 years later, we still don't know. And so they're keeping their cards very close to the vest. And that just adds fuel to the fire when it comes to conspiracies. And... You know, while you were researching for the exhibit, is there something you came across that you found particularly interesting or novel or something that you didn't expect putting everything together? Um, I actually, I knew very little about the Kennedy assassination before, um, before the exhibit. And I think just the sheer number of conspiracies that are out there really shocked me because everybody talks about how, you know, oh, the JFK assassination, it was an inside job or, it, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald isn't the shooter. And, and so I had heard some of that, you know, in passing or in the, the very little amount of research that I had done just as a cursory glance to begin with. But in my head, I was like, how many conspiracies can there really be, you know? And then like, as I'm researching, it's like, add another one to the list or like, Oh, that's a new one. Haven't heard that one yet. And so I think literally just the sheer volume of information and theories, the number of books that have been written about the Kennedy assassination from every different point of view and direction is there's so much on it that it was, it was a shock to the system for sure. Is there one really weird one or bizarre one that you found you were like, that's crazy, but it's 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 a wild one. <laughs> My favorite one to date that I have found um, has been disproven since, um, but it's the Umbrella Man. Um, so basically, there was a man standing next to the motorcade route somewhere, and as Kennedy's motorcade passes. He opens an umbrella, and the he, it's not raining. The skies are clear. He opens an umbrella and closes it. And for years and years, people were like, that guy had to be part of this, you know, all of this. So when the Select Committee on Assassinations was formed in the 70s, he identified himself to the committee. He's like, this is me. My name's Louis Stephen Witt, and I opened the umbrella as 
basically an attempt to heckle Kennedy as he passed for supporting Neville Chamberlain, um, who frequently carried an umbrella. And so that was the only thing that he was doing. He had no involvement in any conspiracy, but for years, people were like, we need to find the umbrella man. We need to, like, he's the signal, you know, when he opened the umbrella, they knew to shoot or whatever. And so that one, it just makes me chuckle that this person was like, I... I'm going to go and protest and heckle Kennedy with my umbrella. And then it ends up being on the day that he got shot. And so then for years after, people are thinking that this man is involved in the assassination of the 35th president. Wow. I mean, yeah. Can you, and at the time, I mean, he's probably lucky there wasn't the internet or social media because um, what about the, the, the rest of the Kennedys? What do, what do they think? I mean, he, Right. I mean, Jackie was in the car with him. Mm-hmm. Um, do they think that there was a consp- You would think that, you know, being in politics that, you know, he, there would be some activity or do they not, you know, subscribe to the conspiracy theory? I think um, I forget who it was, but one of Kennedy's nephews has recently come out saying that he fully believes that the CIA killed his uncle. Um, and so... I think it's divided. Um, some of them do, some of them don't. There is the also the idea of the Kennedy curse, so to speak, whereas there has been a lot of tragedy in the Kennedy family, um, even before the Kennedy assassination and after. And so I think some of the family members ascribe to... Um, like, let's lay it to rest, let's stop conspiracy theorying over it. Um, and then others are like, no, we, we want the answers. So it's it's a mixed bag for the family from what I've read. Again, I can't really speak for them, <laughs> but, it, you know, looking at interviews and things like that, um, it, it seems like half of them do, half of them don't. And it's one of those things, like you said, we'll never really know. Um you know, if you were to look at crystal ball in in a hundred years, what do you think is the legacy of the, the not only the assassination but really the conspiracies that have come from that? Was was that a pivotal moment in conspiracy theories, or you know, because that's the that's the classic conspiracy. There's JFK and there's Alien. Like those are the two ones yeah. that you know. JFK and Area Fifty One. Yep. Always. Um, I think I don't know if it necessarily is a pivotal moment. Conspiracies have existed for forever. It, you know, it, it, even if you look back to the Lincoln assassination, was a conspiracy. They found the the people, and and obviously they think that they know who killed we i mean we know who killed lincoln but all of the players who helped kill lincoln you know were eventually brought to justice and i think with the kennedy assassination you see a lot more distrust in the government um that was there before but i think it really came to the forefront in the kennedy assassination with all of these conspiracies, because even after the Warren report was published, like within a year, some people, the press and, and some of the public, just accepted what the Warren report said. They were like, this is the report. This is what happened. Signed, sealed, delivered, done. Um, 
But then there was renewed interest in conspiracies when people took the Warren report and looked into it and said, that's not right. Or why didn't they follow this lead? Or why is this being looked at this way? And I think the amount of scholarship that has been done on the Kennedy assassination is huge for the conspiracy theory world. Because I personally cannot think of another event that there has been so much research from a conspiracy angle on there's just so much of it so i think it brought both that distrust of the government but also the scholarship and writing and researching of the parts of the government that they don't agree with to the forefront and i I guess sort of as we wrap things up do the conspiracy theories do they you you brought up an important point which I, I I think is behind a lot of it is the the mistrust of the government is that the government is hiding you know not only this but other things from the the public. Um, do you think most of the conspiracy theories have an end goal? In other words, we want to find out this particular piece of information. And when we do X, Y, Z happens, or what I'll just interject what I think is the conspiracy theories, like you said, there's no way to prove them. So they they kind of keep going. They're like fan fiction for, you know, sci-fi. They don't really, there's nothing that would satisfy someone who believes in one of the theories because you can't really prove or disprove it. But is there something that people are looking for? Like, we, we just need to know this one thing. <laughs> or someone needs to just talk this one person? Yeah, I think that's a difficult question. <laughs> I think that there, you're right. We will never satisfy any conspiracy theorists. And, and I think the very nature of them is to just continue building on each other. And so do some of them have an agenda? Yes. I think that any conspiracy jfk or otherwise at times have a a political or a social or some type of agenda that they are trying to push through um but i think with the kennedy assassination at this point in time you know 60 years later they're just kind of continuing to spiral like they're just keep spiraling on on their own um so i don't know that they I think they had more of an agenda right after it happened than they do now, 60 years later. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's been a a fascinating discussion. Um, I think, like you said, it's a topic that just won't ever end. And I think, you know, it, it sparks the imagination for sure. Having so many of these bizarre events following one another and they're also pretty rare. Like the, you know, the assassination of a U.S. president is a pretty rare event um and, and so it's going to and it's really it's on camera you know it's, it was one of the first time where we have technology to be able to see these things um not very good resolution but you know we we have some of these things kind of documented um and so how long is the exhibit running and where can where can people find it and what are yeah, the absolutely. So um, the exhibit will be here until May of 2025. So you've got a couple years to come and see it here at Alcatraz East Crime Museum in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Um, 
like we talked about earlier, it's very conspiracy driven, but we are not trying to sway anybody to one particular theory. Um, it is included with general admission to the museum, so you can come in and check out all of the exhibits that we have going on right now. Um, but yeah, it'll be here until May of 2025. Great. And uh, anything is anything coming up that you're researching now or that you can talk about? or? Um, we always have something cooking at the museum, that's for sure. Um, we are getting ready to open, actually, this Friday, a very short exhibit on the RIGO Act, which is the Racketeering um, and Influence Crime Organization Act. So basically the act that helped take down the five families of the mob in New York. Um, and so it's been really interesting to look into kind of why RICO came about and how it was implemented and really the fact that nobody thought that the mob would ever take a hit like that and they did <laughs> interesting i i i uh, yeah I, I, it's i guess that's why you were reading five families or maybe i'd read it before but uh, a really interesting history i would i would love to see the exhibit um and and just as a side note i mean i saw something today where the mexican government i don't know if you saw this was showing displaying bodies of alien aliens, uh, yeah. you, you know, and there was like a hearing on it, and there were obviously the hearings here, and I think this just fuels. I mean, you know, if if we're talking about, you know, all of these, like it opens up the door to like anything is possible, which is, mm -hmm. a, you know, if you like conspiracies, you know, everything is possible, right? Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. I will uh, I will leave a link to where people can find the museum. Um, this has been a fascinating conversation. Thank you again. I know we barely scratched the surface of, <laughs> of the topic, you know. Right, not even. <laughs> um, well, thank you very much for your time. Um, yeah. Everybody, be sure to check out uh, the museum and and really dive into. I think one of the 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 biggest conspiracy theory there there has to be i think it's it's just yep. synonymous now so yep. <laughs> thank you again yeah thanks for having me I should have known.